If you think that rituals are just for witches, wizards, or warlocks, something like that, well think again. Everyone and anyone can have or establish a ritual, and in some cases, it's a really good thing to do. So welcome to this episode, which is part 8 of my 9-episode series on everyday happiness. I'm Catherine Tereski, and you're listening to And That's My Two Cents podcast. Today's episode is the second one that is focused on the spirit, and it just happens to be the second episode of the second season as well. And well, that must be a good sign because apparently in feng shui, two is one of my lucky numbers. So that's sweet. It's going to be a good episode then. The stars have aligned. Anyhow, we are practically at the end of this series. So that's pretty crazy. That means the next episode is the last one in this long but important series on everyday happiness. Now, To start, I want you to stop and take any negative association you have with the word ritual, if you have any that is, I mean maybe some of you already know that it's not a bad word, Um, but if you do think that there's something negative attached to that word then throw it out the window because today we are going to talk about how this can benefit you in your life and well as the title says, the healing power of ritual. When I heard the word ritual years ago, I mean personally for me, I was guilty of thinking it must be something to do with witches or voodoo or something like that, which is why I wanted to mention that at the start of this podcast, because it really actually isn't. Now, witches and voodoo, they are a couple of topics that I'm not really educated on, so I don't know too much about it, but for some reason, my brain would go to that when I'd hear the word ritual. But now that I understand more about rituals, and I mean, I guess it's something that some professional athletes may even have as part of their pre-game mental strategy. I mean, maybe they eat a certain thing on game night, then, um, I don't know, maybe in the dressing room or the locker room, they do some kind of a prayer before each game, or maybe some of them kiss their rosary beads or cross themselves, or even if it's not something religious or, or spiritual like that, it could even just be putting on their equipment in a certain order, that kind of thing. So in my mind, anything like that could fall into the category of a ritual. Something that is done repeatedly in the same order, even somewhat superstitious, Anyhow, what about like even washing your face and brushing your teeth each night before bed, then maybe reading a book? Could that even be considered a ritual? I mean, maybe it's something that is part of a routine, so I guess it could be. So how about this? I'm going to Google the official definition of a ritual and see. So just hang on. Okay, I'm back. So here it is. I'm on the Merriam-Webster site, and uh, there are multiple definitions, so here they are. Ritual. One is the established form of a ceremony, specifically the order of words prescribed for a religious ceremony. Two is ritual observance, specifically like a system of rites. Three is a ceremonial act or action. And four is an act or series of acts regularly repeated in a set precise manner. So there you go. That last one hit the nail on the head for me. So then I think I could include my ritual of washing my face and brushing my teeth and reading a book before bed. I do them in that order every night. I don't think I've ever brushed my teeth first. Don't ask me why, but I don't. I always do it in that order. There. So I think it's safe to say that almost everyone has some type of ritual. Now let me stop there and get to the Everyday Happiness magazine and the article on the healing power of rituals and see what they have to say about how rituals can be viewed as having healing powers. 
I mean, likely without all the hocus pocus that you may be thinking. And well, because that's why you're here today, right? Okay, so here you go. The Healing Power of Ritual by Janet Lee. Savoring an aromatic cup of tea as you watch the sunrise, taking a moment before eating to appreciate the food in front of you, stepping outside before bed to look at the stars. These actions, aka rituals, are small ways of extracting more meaning and pleasure out of life. More than just rote habits, rituals are imbued with intention. Quote, a ritual is mindful and that's why it's beneficial. You're making the decision to engage with it and you're also likely trying to do it as a type of self-care, unquote, says Sadie Fox, PhD, a psychologist and owner of Flourish Psychology in Brooklyn, New York. Quote, anytime we tap into a form of mindfulness, it's beneficial. It helps us feel better about ourselves and it may help relieve stress or help us cope with anxiety, unquote. Whether you're doing them to start or end the day, seal in an experience, show your love for family, or just to give yourself a minute to relax, Rituals can be a powerful way to check in and keep yourself on course. Quote, we're constantly seeking the way in life, unquote, says Jin Love Thompson, PhD, a psychotherapist in Orlando, Florida. Quote, rituals help us thrive by setting an intention, unquote. Maybe you're appreciating your life or even just a beautiful day, vowing to be done with a past lover or take new steps towards a goal. Quote, I think it causes a shift and that intention moves into the subconscious. It's more powerful than an affirmation. You can have an elaborate ritual, but if the intention isn't behind it, you're just putting on a performance. It's all about the intention and being in the moment. That's where our power is, unquote. The new year is an excellent time for a ritual that expresses gratitude for everything that happened during the prior 365 days or one that helps you release things you've been holding on to that no longer serve you. Then you can set intentions for what's to come, says Thompson. Keep these tips in mind to create more powerful rituals. One is find the right time. They can be performed daily, monthly, yearly, whenever. Quote, early in the morning, midday, and at night before bed are times of the day that are naturally protected, quieter, and not as busy. So it's easier to engage in a ritual, unquote, says Fox. If you're a morning person, think about how you want to start your morning and what intention you want to set for the rest of the day. Is it with meditation, prayer, or exercise, for example? Quote, a lot of people's rituals are around getting their first cup of coffee or having their breakfast, unquote, says Fox. She has created a feel-good ritual in the evening, stretching her hips before bed. Quote, it helps me feel like I'm winding down and I'm doing it for myself. There's a mind-body connection and it tells my brain that we're approaching sleep, unquote. Other good times for a ritual are around birthdays or anniversaries of big events, such as a marriage, graduation, or death. The next tip is to be present. If you're not paying attention, you're just doing an activity. There's no ritual involved. Making dinner for extended family once a month can easily veer into chore territory if you're thinking about everything else you could be doing. But being aware of the prepping, cooking, and cleaning it takes while you're doing it and focusing on the love you have for them and how much everyone appreciates what you're doing will help you get more pleasure and meaning out of the event. Another tip is to get grounded. Quote, people can be overly emotional, but not in the right emotions, unquote, says Thompson. We worry, become fearful, ruminate, catastrophize, get anxious, all these emotions and thoughts that happen in our head and sometimes our bodies too. A ritual that helps you get grounded, feeling centered, 
anchored and stable and in the moment can help take you out of that spiraling sensation that comes with many feelings. Quote, I love to sit by a tree and think about the roots going down deep into the ground, unquote, says Fox. Quote, being in touch with nature is very grounding for me. If you can't get out and sit on the ground, you can still close your eyes and take some deep breaths while you're thinking about being in nature and sitting next to a tree, unquote. The last tip they have here is to do a self-check. A glass of red wine at the end of a week, a decadent cupcake on your birthday, these are enjoyable rituals to mark ends and beginnings. But if it turns into a glass of red wine or cupcake at the end of every day or whenever you're stressed out, that ritual may be headed down the wrong path toward being a coping mechanism. Quote, that glass of wine before bed may feel good and help you fall asleep quickly, but it also messes with your circadian rhythms during the night, unquote, says Fox. That cupcake is adding empty calories that your body might not need at 10 p.m. Rituals around food and drink also have the potential to set up unhealthy relationships that can be hard to break. So some of the other little notes it has on the page here that I want to share with you is it says here that creating resolutions can be a ritual if you're intentional and take time to see yourself achieving them. Happy way to start the new year. For many people, the turn of the calendar in January is a fresh start. File last year away and start again with renewed energy. Making New Year's resolutions is a way to celebrate that fresh start energy. Still ripe with possibility and set intentions for the coming months. That can be powerful, but they're often short-lived. Psychotherapist Jin Love Thompson, PhD, suggests coming into the year with less rigidity. Quote, I think the powerful way of looking at it is going into the new year without an agenda, unquote, she says. Quote, yes, we have our goals and we know what we want to accomplish, but the ritual should be around where we give thanks and welcome in what is ours to receive. We don't know what that is yet. When we open ourselves to that divine energy and welcome it, amazing things can happen that surpass what our agendas are, unquote. Before you can welcome in the new, Thompson says you have to clear out the old. You can do that in many ways. You may write down what you're happy to say goodbye to and burn the list in a fire. Work out while visualizing all the negative energy from 2021 or 2022, whatever the year is. She has here 2021. And leaving your body. Sage your home or office by lighting a small bundle of dried sage, which kills bacteria to clear out the negative energy. Or just do some good old-fashioned breath work, thinking about drawing in positive light and love with each inhale and letting go of any darkness or negativity with each exhale. Thompson likes to kick off the new year with a body scan meditation. Find a comfortable spot to rest where you won't be interrupted or tempted to fall asleep. Lie face up and take a few deep breaths to ground yourself. Quote, you go from head to toe, listening to your body, letting it relax, and asking what it needs, unquote, says Thompson. Start at the top of your head and work your way down through the neck, shoulders, arms, hands, chest, belly, pelvis, legs, ankles, and feet, ending at your toes, taking slow, deep breaths as you go. End the scan with a few deep breaths, this time breathing in possibility and positivity and letting the exhale anchor these deep within you. Now I've actually done that and it is very relaxing so I totally recommend that one. It also just says here that small daily actions done purposefully can infuse more joy and satisfaction into your life. Okay well there you have it. 
Rituals have the power to heal. So who knew, right? Well, I guess the people who contributed to this article did. And now that I say that out loud, I guess that means there are a lot of people out there who actually knew that. Not just witches, goblins, warlocks, wizards, Disney, etc., etc. I threw in Disney there because they seem to know stuff. Anyhow, so next week is the very last episode in this Everyday Happiness series. So if you have been listening to these all along, you have to tune into that one because it is the last one. You can't leave that one hanging. If you haven't listened to the entire series, then hey, well, let me plug myself here and uh, tell you to go back and listen to them and remember to download them. Also, follow me on Instagram if you want at and that's my two cents. And of course, tell a friend. Now, in two weeks, you'll get to hear the last episode on the spirit and ways to show gratitude. It will be a good one. Showing gratitude is so important and actually links to some of my past episodes that I've done on the law of attraction. There's definitely nothing wrong with being grateful for everything that we have in our lives. So that one will be definitely for everyone. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Bye.